Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here with someone I have wanted to have on the podcast for a very long time. Mike Mitchell, co-host of the Doughboys podcast, member of the sketch group and TV show Birth- The Birthday Boys, um, actor on Love, plays mm-hmm. Randy, one of my favorite characters. And we have to... We have to delve into all all that is Randy and your portrayal of Randy. Oh, for sure. Um, Where it overlaps. What's the difference between the two of us? Well, I guess that's is just, a good question. Let's just start right there. Uh, well, here's the thing. So um, I really like the show Love, and I think that you. you were my favorite part of it. Oh, thank you so much. Your per- so Randy is. I'm just. I'm trying to sort of explain who Randy is for listeners who might not be familiar with the show or familiar with the character specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good parts of it too. So that's that's very nice of you to say. It, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a multifaceted show, but there's something to me so heartbreaking about your portrayal <laughs> of this guy who's like. You don't even quite know if you like him or not. He's like yeah. right in the middle of of what but there's something so innocent and vulnerable but then but not in a like um he not in a simple pure like he's he's complicated. Yes, no, he's definitely complicated. I I, I think there's there's definitely people who hate him cuz I'll read stuff online, I'll look at stuff. And people do hate him and uh, but I I don't hate him. I think that he's I think he's a friendly guy. I just think he's He's one of those guys that I, I wonder if he'll ever get it together. You're rooting for him to get together because I think he is a nice. I think he has a good spirit and I think right. he has a big heart. And I just don't. I don't think that he's getting. You know this like later. You know like this. I guess mid stage of life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he and he can't really like get a job or hold down a job. I don't know if he wants to grow up. Maybe that's kind of like a deep rooted oh, thing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the part that I. I don't know why it why he tugs at my heartstrings so much i don't know if that's like something something specific to me or if that's universal about him like what do you think and let me just so he's the romantic um so the show basically uh focuses on this relationship between two characters Mm -hmm. and um one of them has a roommate played by claudia o'doherty yes that's her last name right she's hilarious she's so funny and paul and gillian are, are so funny there's there's there there there's a lot of there's so many great people on the show. And, yeah, and Claudia is so awesome to play against because she's like. And so you just play the, the um romantic. You play Claudia's romantic interest. That's right. Yeah, and, we're boyfriend and girlfriend basically. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. and you don't have a job. Um, I don't have a job. No, <laughs> and you borrow and in that the episode where you borrowed money from her. Uh, that was the one that like really just, I don't know. I just was reading a recap of it this morning and I felt all those emotions all over again. I apparently I have a real soft spot <laughs> in my heart for Randy. I, me, me too, because I, I, I feel like I can relate to like a couple things with him. I can't relate to everything with Randy, but I feel like if you like can't relate to him, then I feel like you might be lying or you're like a, like some next level human because I feel like he has he has he has he has aspects that I feel like everyone kind of deals with. He has he's, a lot of humanity. He has a lot of humanity. He's a loser at love. He's ter- like I feel like this is like maybe his first or second relationship, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like thirty. Uh, he he can't hold down a job, but more than that, like I feel like that I don't relate to him at all in in that regard. But because you're a real Casanova. I, oh no 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 no! I can a hundred percent relate okay. to him on that side. <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying like the the holding down a job thing. I I think that there is like a level of laziness to him where he just like 
yeah, he's, he's, he just won't get up to do something or, and, and like that, it could be like, you know, depression or whatever. Right. But, uh, the thing I can relate to with him is like, he's like, I'm trying and like, he's frustrated and he just kind of is like trying, but kind of sucks at what he's doing. <laughs> and I'm like, I can relate to that. I get like frustrated with myself and be like, Oh, maybe you just kind of suck at what you're trying to do. Like you, you're, you're doing it wrong or you're bad at it. Or, and, and I can, and I can relate to that with Randy where I'm like, like maybe i'm just not good at this i'm and like i'm so frustrated at something and and people are mad at, like like people are mad at me but i'm trying my best or whatever and i think i think randy's trying his best but he he uh, i think i think randy thinks he's trying his best is maybe the best way to put it like mm-hmm. he, he could try harder but he just he's he's like a he, he is like definitely a man child but like in a, in a different way he's 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 not necessarily like the fun man child he's he, he's definitely the sad right. side of that right yeah. right he right he's not the like peter pan sort yeah. of culture celebrates him he's the failure to launch but he's version. also not like he's also like excuse the way i say this but he's not like douchey about it you know what i mean he's just kind of he's a nice guy and he and i think he genuinely does like birdie and he doesn't want to hurt her but he takes advantage of her and and he and he doesn't really realize that he's doing that which is bad but I understand I, maybe that's it. The heart, maybe that's the heartbreaking thing. I think mm-hmm. that people who are who just aren't aware of the result of their actions, yeah. but who sort of mean well, there's something. Uh, I have a soft spot for for those ty- kind of characters. I think, yeah, maybe, yeah. I, and I mean, I really do think that he is a, a nice guy, and I and I do relate to that. Where I'm just like. Oh, like my actions maybe did affect people, mm. and I and I and I could do better, but I get he's lazy too. I mean, he is lazy. The thing that I didn't get people he took mushrooms and he like said oh, yeah. <laughs> he said that he was going to crush like uh, Gillian Jacobs' head. He's like, I could crush your head mm. or whatever. And then the reaction to that was like a lot of people being like, he's crazy. And I was like, I don't know. All my friends back home, I feel like make jokes like that to me, like when I'm not not on when they're not on mushrooms <laughs> right like they don't need mushrooms to say like i'm gonna crush your head or something you know what i mean i so i didn't i don't think that made him crazy but like there yeah you'll i'll read stuff online that's like is he gonna like like i know this is a comedy show but like is he gonna kill someone and i was like what <laughs> so it's a strange anybody. turn for something <laughs> yeah. to take now when you read negative stuff about a character that you're portraying how does that affect you well i mean in your head like you always want to feel like your character is like like I, I i can relate to him in a lot of ways and and i'm rooting for him so i i i it doesn't it doesn't affect me too much but i will get like semi frustrated when it's like oh that's not really like i don't right. think that anyone's supposed to feel but you know if they have those I, I i like that people are reacting to it regardless you know what i mean there's and that and that's been awesome with that show and 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 i've been so lucky to be a part of it just to have people watch it and respond to it has been has been great mm. and as you know like there's so much stuff out here that you can do forever and 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 not see kind of like stuff like that so that that's that's been amazing for me and that feels like one of the first times that i've kind of i've kind of had that out here so, right yeah and did you um get involved by auditioning or did you like had you worked with Judd before? I never worked with Judd. I, I so I I started at UCB Theater and Neil Campbell and Paul Russ were kind of like they, they were like mentors to me and the Birthday Boys. So when we started, there were those guys were hosting Not Too Shabby and stuff, and and we would put up sketches like every week there. And those guys were they were super nice to us, and they kind of like guided us and 
And so I've known Paul for a really long time, and I think he's the funniest guy on earth. He's so funny. And um, and so when you know when when the show came around, he he yeah, I I went into audition. They were kind of looking for kind of like like Gus's best friend, and I feel like at the time they didn't know exactly what it, it was going to be, and the, and there were like a few people who were auditioning, and and myself and Mike Hanford. And Chris Witoski and Chris actually got the role of that like best friend. Mm-hmm. And then Paul was like, Hey, we like got like a little role for you where you're going to be like, like he's like, you're going to start off as basically a guy like in a focus group that's testing food. And then it's going to come back around that you kind of like go on a, a date with like birdie. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's so awesome. And then I, I had no idea that it would kind of like expand into what it became. And, right. and it's, and it's just been so fun so fun doing it i've 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 loved doing it but yeah i was i was in the I, I hate i hate auditioning so much and you know like there's the plus side of like oh it's your friend and you're more uncomfortable in front of your friend but then the other side that you're like oh i don't want to embarrass myself in front of my friend you know what i mean there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff there and judd was there and you know like and gillian was there who i who I, like i knew like a little bit but and, and 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 like Leslie and a few other people, uh, Paul's wife, who created the show, with him. Mm. and so it was like, it it was like the like some like that audition was, but like Paul, who was very nice to me and and like helpful and and guiding and stuff. But I I was definitely nervous. It was like it's a it's a nerve wracking experience, right? Yeah, and I don't I don't like auditioning. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not good with it. I'm a nervous man in a lot of ways. Well, you've done well for someone who I also hate auditioning. Yeah, and I feel like there are people out there who work all the time, and mm-hmm. maybe they're just good at auditions. Like I think better at auditions than I mean I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah, but. There are people I look at. And I'm like, you work constantly. You must be so good at auditioning. Yeah, I, I feel. I feel like there's people who are just really good in a room, like uh, in my sketch group, Dave Ferguson. Dave, you're you're. He's great. He's a guy who's like great in a room. He's great at just like talking to people, and he's good too. I, mean, I think mm. Dave is good, uh, and I think that he does like a good job of like being relaxed and talking to people in the room. And I will be like. <laughs> I will I will shut down. I've I've mm. I've I've shut down. I've had some bad auditioning experiences. Shut down in terms of your performance or in terms of making a good impression. Oh, both. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I like will come in and look like a weirdo. I mean like I'm a as you know, I'm 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 a big guy. I got a big beard. I'm kind of self-conscious about You've, some of that before stuff. Before we even started, you were apologizing for your the out of control <laughs> level of your beard, which by the way just looks like a normal beard to me. My beard is a little bit out of control today. I I was just I came from I came from my trainer. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I and so like I didn't I I kind of did like a uh, like a, a a toss water on my face shower and dressed. And I was like, I look like a mess and my beard is crazy and that's all I could think of going out the door. So I, I had to apologize when I walked in. I apologize to it's everyone. So, okay. oh, is that your thing? Oh, all the time. Okay, I apologize for everything. I'm sorry about everything. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm constantly sorry for for a lot of stuff. Unless maybe you're my very close friend, and then then you maybe unleash I don't, your rage. Then I unleash rage. <laughs> Do you have rage? I don't have rage, but I think that I can be like stubborn, or I can argue a lot and get angry. I don't, I don't think I have rage. Mm-hmm. To push me over to the point of rage is like would is like a hard hard thing to do, right? Which I think my dad was like the same. I, like it was like one of those things. Like when he would finally get mad or something in the house, when he would like say like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph or something, <laughs> that was when you were like, oh fuck, like we got dad mad, right? And, yeah, and he and then 
you knew that you were like kind of in trouble. But my mom was kind of like always like the enforcer. Oh, really? Yeah. And then like once it got to the level where it was like too much, my dad would be like, Jesus, <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> that would be it. But, but yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, I don't have, I don't have much rage at all. I'm pretty, I'm almost maybe too low key mm-hmm. a lot of the time. <laughs> I was thinking recently that growing up, mm-hmm. I was at times afraid of my dad, but I was never afraid of my mom. Like you didn't want to piss my, like I didn't want to mm-hmm. piss my dad off. Not like he, well, he kind of had rage, but I mean, not like yeah. I was in danger, but just it was unpleasant to be around him when he was angry versus yeah. my mom. It's not like I delighted in pissing her off, but she never became sort of a scary, angry person. Is that everyone's parents or is that just my parents? That's not my parents. Okay. My mom was tough. My mom was tough. Like uh, my mom taught at my high school. Oh, what'd she teach? She taught English and she was, she was, she was known to be kind of like a, tougher mom it's funny with my mom because i was like when i was younger when i was like really just in elementary school and maybe middle school she was kind of more late like i'd be the kid who was on the street like late at night like the type of kid who could kind of do whatever you grew up in massachusetts right uh, yeah quincy massachusetts Mm -hmm. and it was in you know it was like a nice it was a nice neighborhood there was nothing to worry about or anything like that but like i was a kid who could stay out later and, and do whatever and it it wasn't like bad parenting, but she was just like, oh, it's fine, you know. And she was kind of like, she was fine about it. And then as I got older, I feel like she kind of like swapped. Her. Like when I went to middle school and I started doing poorly, she got like angrier. And then I went out to high school, she was like tougher. And I felt like my curfew was like before other people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I felt like she was a lot tougher. I mean, I was up to no good. What to were be you honest. doing? I mean, I was just drinking and stuff. Nothing really terribly bad, mm-hmm. and like a little bit of drugs, but like nothing terrible at the time but like like pot yeah pot and stuff but like for a 15 16 year old kid i guess that is you know it's not a great path or whatever but she she would be she was she was pretty tough and then you know once you go to college it just kind of it goes away a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah so she became more tough it it coincided with when you started doing poorly in school or do you feel like she just changed sort of outside separate from that no for sure i think it was like I remember in eighth grade, I like was like, I was like, they, she, they, so I think this is another thing that I've always been like self conscious about is like my intelligence level. And then you're out here and you meet genius people. And I think that I'm, I don't think I'm dumb, even though on the Doughboys, my, my podcasting partner calls me dumb constantly. <laughs> um, it's cause I like stutter and, and forget things. I just mm-hmm. forget stuff. So I guess I am like more an idiot, <laughs> but like, uh, like when I was in elementary school, my, after elementary school, my mom got me retested for advanced placement, which is like lab or they have a lot of different names for it, but mm-hmm. AP or whatever. And then I got into the program and then I felt like I was always kind of like behind in there. But I, I think a lot of my issue too was just doing work. I've always been kind of like Randy. I've always been a little bit lazy. Mm-hmm. And then when I was doing bad towards like eighth grade, I like was just getting like D's and c's and d's and she was like i'm gonna send you to private school she sent me to private school that was the only time i was public school my entire life and uh i went to private school my for my freshman year of high school and i didn't like it at all what was it like it was just kind of quincy is kind of like i love i love i mean like i feel like i love quincy and then like there are sides of it that i that i hate but i but i just i have so much love for the city in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways but they i feel like if you Tell me if this sounds right to you. If you're mm-hmm. from Massachusetts, you have to love it. 
I have not met one person who doesn't have a lot of pride. There's there is a lot of pride, but then there's also a lot of annoying Massachusetts people, and I and I oh yeah, and I notice that like a lot, and 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 that's I I do love Quincy, and I and I think that there's like so many good people there. I feel like a lot of them don't have like a lot of self confidence. It's like it's mm. like my family was is like probably upper middle class or middle class to upper middle class, but it's definitely like a blue collar city. And kids are tough on each other, but it's like a tough love sort of thing. But then also they don't have like a ton of confidence. And I feel like when I went to, and I, I mean like some do obviously, but I feel like there is kind of like a weird thing where a lot of my friends kind of have lower confidence than they should. And I went to high school. I went to Thayer Academy for a year, uh, which sounds kind of like almost like a villainous. It sounds like, (laughs) it sounds like it's like from like a, like a, like, a novel or something like I got sent to Thayer Academy right. for like a for like Holden Caulfield went yeah there. Holden Caulfield went to Thayer Academy um and so I went to Thayer for a year and I yeah it was just that sort of thing of like it was just kind of preppier mm. and like was it snooty a, a little bit snooty but there aren't like there were kids that I did like there but like it like on the on the for the most part it just felt kind of like polo wearing kind of mm. like snooty ish and I, and I, and I didn't, and I didn't love it. And I also thought like the kids acted different and stranger. I kind of had the same feeling when I went to like college for the first time where I was like, I don't hundred percent relate to these, these people, you know right. what I mean? Like I do like, like I can with people from my hometown or whatever. Mm. You went to Ithaca college. I went to Ithaca right. college in upstate New York. Yeah. What's, um, is it big? I don't know if I just know Ithaca is cold. It's it is so cold. It's the coldest. It's so I like if if, if I if I redid life or whatever, I would just tell myself. I mean, I lo- I I had like a good group of like a dozen big fat guy friends, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I I it's it's so so cold, and I had no idea because Boston is cold. Mm-hmm. And then when you get up there, it's just there was so much. It's so much snow, and it's it's insane. But I feel like when I got to college, it's that sort of thing of like, oh, like oh, they let like idiots like there's like there's there's like pe- like the people I didn't don't like in Quincy or something. There's like people like that here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah, it, it I it, I think it took me like a little while to find like my crew. And also, I I rode crew for two years because i've always been a big guy and i was Mm. trying to lose weight and then like that's like a different type of crowd too and yeah is that like a thayer academy crowd that's what i think of when i think of crew there there is like a little there's a little bit of that and it it, like like i feel like it's like i'm very loyal to friends because i think when i find friend like when i find people that i like that's just like oh man that's like what life is all about is Mm -hmm. connecting with people or whatever and so like yeah i feel like there was some of that and it was just like hard to connect with some of those people. Right. Yeah. What yeah. did you major in? I was, so when I first got there, I was a, a computer science major. Oh, wow. Which look for Quincy, I was like, Oh, I can like, I know computers better than other people. And like, this will be interesting to like program and stuff. And then like, as soon as I got into a class, and they put like code up on the board and I was like, Oh, I don't know what the fuck any of this <laughs> is. And I was a decent math student too. That was like, one of my better subjects and i was just like i can't i can't fucking i can't do and they're like who knows this and who doesn't know this and everyone raised their hand that they knew it and i was like the only person doing so i so i dropped out of that class i basically didn't take any computer science classes and then i think my my sophomore year the second half of my sophomore year i transferred in transferred into cinema production Mm -hmm. with a concentration in screenwriting 
And so from there, that that was great. But it was that weird thing of like, I basically started all those classes as a junior. And so like, there was no one, you know what I mean? Like all like the people who start that usually they start as freshmen. So mm-hmm. like, I didn't really know too many people like in that program. Right. All my friends were from outside of the, like the program or just people I met at the college. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. So since we're talking about, um, relating to people and sort of fitting in a new friends, how was mm-hmm. your transition to LA? Cause a lot of people have trouble with that one. LA is so is so hard, but then you know what? Then I I found like I feel like when I went to UCB or whatever, that's where I found like oh, this is like my flock or whatever. Mm-hmm. I found a lot of like minded people and people I thought were funny and interesting and and more so than school even like like I felt like like UCB was there were so many people like that. But before that, like it was like basically what I call like a wasted year. Like just, so it's only a year. That's pretty good. Probably close to two years, honestly. Like, there was, like, one year of, like, nothing. You know what I mean? Like, nothing. And I think I went to, like, a couple UCB shows when I opened. And then the then the next year was kind of like, oh, going to UCB shows and then started taking classes, like, in 2006 or mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, it was very, very slow. And I, like, I was a doorman at the Snake Pit on Melrose one night a week. Like, literally, it was like, I'm working one night a week. Wait, and- what was the Snake Pit? It was it was like a it, it's just a bar on mm-hmm. Melrose okay. and and do they have live music or uh no it's just like kind of like a bar. a bar yeah and I was a doorman and also I'm like a huge like I'm like a weakling like I'm a big guy but I'm not strong mm-hmm. and so I was like but Man, they don't know that they don't know that they just <laughs> thought I was a big guy so I would stand outside and I would get like IDs from people and I did that one night a week. And I was just like, I hope never, there's like never an issue because I can't, I don't know what to do. Like I'll be, I'll run away. I would be screwed. Uh, and then the other thing was I got a job at like my first big break because I did like temp work and I worked like at an ad- advertising company. And then my first big break was that I worked at, um, as a CBS page mm. in like 2000. So this is like 2006, basically while I started going to UCB. Right. And that was that was fun and interesting. <laughs> what did you do? Um, basically, like for like the prices right and stuff, like you would see, like you would, oh, you would just cool. like it would be like crowd control, and like so we worked at like I worked at Bill Maher, like because they shot it at CBS mm-hmm. and television, and right James um, Corden is there now. Right? Corden is there, yeah, and 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 it was when I was there, it was a uh, what's his name, the uh, the Scottish man, Ferguson, Ferguson, and yeah. it was Craig Kilborn. Before that, many yep. years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, and that cha- when, when I was there, that change had happened. Yeah, a couple of years before, um, but I was also there um, for Bob Barker's like last year, and so that was like fun. It was like kind of like a fun little like it was fun showbiz intro or something mm-hmm. like that, where I was like seeing things and had you always had an interest in showbiz? You know, like I, I feel like this is like a part of the thing of like. And this is like, like I think especially with just meeting people over the year, but I, that like do think that they can do stuff like this. I didn't think I could ever do stuff like I, I just it just seemed like a different world. And I don't want to make it sound like oh, like little Boston guy trying to make his way, but like I was like I don't think like a kid from Quincy, like as a kid in Quincy, that's like a dream. And and my my godparents, their like family is very close to my family, and, and their son did like a lot of stuff like like he did like a commercial when i was young a super soaker commercial <laughs> and he was in like karate kid 
part three or something, the one with Hillary Swank. Uh, I think it's Hillary Swank at least. And it sounds right to me. Yeah, there's there. I think that was the last one, maybe. But um, that kind of gave me like, oh, that's cool. Like that would be a, a, such an awesome thing to do. But like, I never knew, and, and 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 I give credit to Ithaca for that, for for being like, oh, like there is a path to get there, mm-hmm. and I just didn't know that there was a path to get there because I've just always liked to make people laugh. And I feel were like, you were you class clown kind of guy? No, but you know what? I I I wasn't. I came in second place for class clown and it's because I've always kind of been like, especially then when like I had no confidence and, and not, not like, but also I'm just kind of a guy who like, I won't like, I'll sometimes roll my eyes at when people are like, kind of like being loud or mm-hmm. something and obnoxious. And I've never wanted to be that way, whether it's like me being afraid of doing that or actually being annoyed. It's probably a combination of the two things, but I like, I'm so afraid. To, like I was like, I, I wouldn't want to be like a loud boisterous guy either. Mm-hmm. So I think that like I was quiet and the people who knew me, I think thought that I was funny, but then I think there were other guys, like people who, who wouldn't know me and, and think I was a weirdo. I think it was like two like different things. But I, th- I think once you, once, once you got to know me, I think people would be like, Oh, he's a funny, nice guy. Also, I feel terrible saying that like, once you get to know me, I'm funny. But like, <laughs> Like I feel I, like that, I think you're you've proven yourself as a funny person. I think it's okay <laughs> to say that. You can never you're supposed to never say you're funny. So I'm not funny. I'm bad. But uh so I will go on the record saying that. But <laughs> but like yeah, I think I think like some like and then like some people would be like this guy's like a weirdo like goth or something. like I wasn't even a goth, but mm-hmm. I'm saying like how some people would see me it was like as someone kind of with like, black hair and fair skin mm-hmm. who wears black mostly all the time and also used to make my makeup like very gothy i was always taken for goth yeah and i never understood why except now i go back and i look at pictures and i'm like it's because i looked goth extremely goth <laughs> speaking of looks you know what you need you need affordable quality contact lenses because maybe you're one of those people who's over wearing your contact lenses because you're trying to save money or you're overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses no don't do it anymore what if i told you you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less 60 contacts for 30 dollars. do the math that's a dollar a day it's half the price of the other brands go to hubblecontacts.com and get your first two weeks free now look I've been cursed with perfect vision, but my friend Alan Moss, whom you know from this show, has Hubble contacts, and he says they're super comfortable because they're really thin. Like, you don't even feel them when they're in. I'd say that's a ringing, that's a pretty strong ringing endorsement. He was very, very happy with his Hubble contacts. Here's the thing. Contacts are expensive because four companies control 97% of the market until now. No more overpaying or overwearing. Hubble have been featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, and Mashable. Feature them on your own eyeballs. Go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. You can't beat this deal. Hubble is offering my listeners two weeks of free contacts. So go to HubbleContacts.com and get 20-20 vision for half the price. That's Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, Contacts.com, HubbleContacts.com. So yeah, as I was saying, never understood why everyone thought I was goth. It's because I looked goth. So there's anyway, nothing wrong with goth. There's you know nothing what? wrong with it. I just there's wasn't in like I was not a true goth. Yeah, I was definitely not a goth guy at all in, in any sense of it. Like, uh, but but yeah, I, I feel like, and I feel like college too. The same thing where I was just kind of like, I ran in, I ran into like a couple like uh, girls recently in New York who were friends of my friends and stuff, and they were like, "You are always just a quiet guy. I didn't think that you would like do this sort of stuff." 
And I think that that's always been like, I've like, you know, like nervous and confidence issues and stuff. So I feel like I would just kind of stay quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, is that why you veered towards writing before performing? I think, yes. I think I like, I I think that was definitely just a comp because when I was younger, I did do performance stuff. I, I was like, uh, I was, I went to like theater camp like in fifth grade, you you have your first at, at my elementary school, Wallace Elementary School. Fifth grade is like the first like production you that you can be in, mm-hmm. and and it was the Wizard of Oz for me, and I was a Munchkin, and I was actually a giant. Like I just had my first growth <laughs> spurt, so I was I was big, and then I was like, oh, I like like this, like I like performing or whatever, and so then I did like theater camp the next like four years up until I went to high school. And then at high school, I got, like high school is awful. It's it's uh, I love it truly I, is. I love it and I love it in a lot of ways. Like I I did I do love a lot of aspects of it and and I and I do love I loved my high school in, in a lot of ways. But then also like there's it's all, also terrible. It's mm-hmm. it can be both. Like it, it can be it can be awful and and great at the same time. And I feel like I was afraid to do theater stuff because I was afraid to get made fun of, and I wanted to be a cool guy. I think I always wanted to be like a guy that people thought was cool. Were you? <laughs> no. Like, I don't, were you in the cool group? No, no, I think I had like a group of friends that like was like a funny group that I thought was the cool, that I thought were like some of the coolest people, mm-hmm. but I don't think we were looked at as like the cool guys or something, but right. I, like the other, I didn't want to be the other way. Anyway, I feel like if you want to be one of the, like the cool group, I feel like you had to like, be maybe more of an asshole or be do like and like i couldn't my mom was at my high school and i and i and i couldn't and i didn't want to at that point anyway so right because i transferred after that first year of, mm-hmm. of there i got out of there oh yeah how'd you do that i just like said to my mom i was like i don't like like it there it sucks <laughs> like i feel like i feel like it was like a big change for my personality where i was like a lot of that like confidence or whatever that i had in eighth grade then i went to like this new school that i knew no one at i didn't know a single person and like it kind of just like humble, like not humbled me. I don't, I don't even know what the right word is. It just kind of like put me a little bit in a shell. And did it and make you insecure? Definitely. I think made me insecure. I like, like I think, I think it, it kind of put me in a shell a little bit. And then I went to North and I was, kinda, I think I, I, I don't know if I ever like really got out of that, even maybe even through like college or something. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously more and more as time went on. Right. But like, I, I think I was still kind of like, eh, I'm, I'm quiet and shy now. <laughs> if you hadn't, gone to there for that year mm-hmm. how do you think it would have gone i don't know i think about that a lot because then i'm also like maybe i wouldn't have gone to college like maybe that set me on a path to like do better with my schoolwork and stuff like that and kind of straighten me out in some ways um so like with that stuff i don't know i, I guess i probably wouldn't change it or whatever but i don't know i like i feel like oh maybe like going in with like a new class like it could have could have helped me kind of open up a little bit more yeah right yeah do you still consider yourself shy sometimes yeah yeah i'm not as much anymore like i don't think it's an issue anymore because mm. on uh, doughboys you kind of joke about being a, a recluse uh, yes yeah for sure uh i i know and, and that that's something that's happened more i feel like the last few years because the last few years have been like crazy in a lot of different ways i feel like and so that that's and so i have kind of been like kind of more to my keeping more to myself and it's that weird thing too of like i'm 34 and and like there's that that thing of like of like well people don't go out as much anymore mm-hmm. 
my roommate moved out, so I now live alone, and I live with. I got two cats, Irma and Ewali. The the they're so cute. They're the best. I love the and like they they truly. Jeff are. is a cat man. They're great. When people make fun of cat cat people, it's like why? Why do you like? I concur. Like I don't have a big thing against dogs. Why? Why are you gonna come after oh, cats? This oh, a, this you are singing Jeff's song. This Jeff, is a, this is a hot topic on the show. Jeff thinks that. Cats and cat people are mistreated on this show. I mm-hmm. don't think that's true. I love all creatures, but I understand where he's coming from. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I feel like everyone well, treats cat people so, and they're like, cats like don't care about you. I'm like, but yeah, they do. Like, what are you talking? Like, you just never had a cat. People who say that, like, they're like, they're like, like walk away from you. And I'm like, good. I don't know. The cat didn't like you. So deal with it. Like, yeah. Or I don't need my cat to be up my butt all the time. Exactly. And it's, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's like oh, a San Francisco, LA thing where San Francisco people are like LA and people in LA are like, you're cool. We like San Francisco. What? What's the big deal? Wait, it's am like, I what? San Francisco in this situation? Yes. The dog owners, it's a one way rivalry. That's what I'm saying. I <laughs> do not agree with Jeff's assessment or, or, hurtful <laughs> characterization <laughs> of this show however so this show comes out monday and thursday and monday mm-hmm. is the one-on-one that everyone's listening to right now um and then thursday there's a, a panel okay. and we talk about our lives and stuff and on that show alan who used to be a regular member until he, he and his wife moved to georgia like a couple of assholes i'm just kidding i'm very happy for them <laughs> and their huge house that was very cheap um not very just you know comparatively to LA yeah yes it's comparatively insane. a word I'm sure I'm spiraling <laughs> anyway Alan told this we were talking about the cats versus dogs thing and Jeff's feelings that cats are not given their re- due respect on this mm-hmm. show and then Alan told a story about how his family had a cat and the cat I think got run over and no one cared I'm like you're not helping <laughs> you're not helping the matter here oh man that's like such a different story from because I my first cat zip I got when I was five years old, and she lived till I was twenty five years old. Wow. Basically, cats live so long. Almost twenty six. Yeah, she was. She she was. She lived for so long, and I loved her so much. She followed me around like a dog when I was younger. And when I went to school, I think I was always afraid of her getting sick or dying or something when I was in college. So I would call every and I call my dad every day because I was always afraid of my dad getting sick and dying, mm. and he did sadly. But like, but you know after college but but i but i would that was like always a thing i was so nervous about and then when my Did your my, dad older he he when, when he passed away he was 69 that was that was five years ago now okay um but with my cat zip like the day that we put her to sleep i'm gonna probably tear up if i tell this but like she like stopped walking like one i came back it was christmas time and she like she had like a stroke <laughs> I mean that's not funny, but like for cats, it maybe is like mm-hmm. like a little animal stroke. It was like almost cute the year before, yeah. And then like over the course of the year, she was like started like fading away and getting thinner and thinner. And then and then like I can't. And so she would like could barely walk up and down stairs, and she was like so thin. And I came back from the bar one night, and she was in the bathroom, and the sink was on. I remember weirdly just on, and I was like, mm-hmm. why is the sink on? And she was laying on the bath mat, and she was just wasn't getting. She couldn't walk anymore. Right. And I was like, oh no. And like you know, obviously, if the cat can't walk, it's it's kind of over. So the next day, we like spent a day with her, and we called the vet. This is so sad. Sorry. It's okay. And and uh, the we had a vet come to the house, and we all the family, my mom, dad, and sister, 
all like say goodbye to Zip. And, and, and then we went to the other room and the, the vet put her to sleep in, in the mm. house. And it was like, the heart, it was heartbreaking. It was it like, it's like one of the, the things that I loved most in my life. Yeah. How old I didn't was she? cry. Uh, I, she was 20, she was 20 or 21. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It was like such, like, I was like, oh my God. Like, cause before that, it was just like grandparents. I got my grandparents had sixth, seventh, and eighth grade all knocked out right in a row, which wasn't a good time either, mm. I feel like. But it was like three in a row. And then that was like, the, I feel like in my mind, like the next big loss. Loss. Yeah. 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 So how old were you when? So when she zip tied, I was, now you're going to laugh at me. I was like, I was 25 or, or 20. Yeah, I was 25. Or I, I'm not going to laugh at you. I, and I'm not going to go into the whole story because my listeners have, have heard me talk about it a lot. But, mm-hmm. um, my husband, so you met Wendy. That was my dog. Oh, yeah. Was being, uh, yeah, that's a cute Going dog. on a walk. Thank yeah. you. We had Oliver before that. Um, and he was the, he was like our baby. And, mm. um, he got attacked by another dog. And then we ended up having, and then he went into kidney failure and we had to, had to put him to sleep. And he was less than two years old. Oh, and God. it wrecked me. I'm still not over it. I, well, when I was a child, I, I, I can, I, there's something that I'm still not over when I was like, I think six or maybe seven years old. My mom and dad were in, um, uh, Jordan Marsh, which is like a, kind of like a furniture warehouse in in the Massachusetts area. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's still it's open, but there was one down Marina Bay, which is like right on the ocean. And it was like big, like end of October or something. They saw a cat, a little kitten rolling around, in the Jordan Marsh parking lot and they came, and they like tried to get it but they couldn't get it and they came home and they're like do we saw a kitten do you want to like try to go get the kitten i was like yeah and so we went down there and we could hear this kitten meowing and she got behind this gate that like had all like like a bunch it was like a marsh you know and my dad and i were like oh we'll come back tomorrow night and we'll like we'll get the cat we came back the next night it was a very cold night the night before, and we were walking through, and my dad and I found the kitten, and it was frozen. Oh! It was a frozen kitten. <laughs> this is somehow now I'm going into sad territory. Oh. But like we, were, I was, I was heartbroken. I've never forgotten about it. Uh, like that, that is like a big loss in my life. And then we got a cat, another cat, Buster. So we had mm-hmm. two cats. And Buster was kind of like the Randy of cats because it was like a weirdo. <laughs> it was like a weirdo cat that like it was more. It was I mean not like it was skittish, which isn't like Randy, but it was like afraid of everyone. Mm-hmm. But it was like my cat, and I loved Buster. And then she passed away like three or three months after Zip did, and I think it was kind of like a sad, broken heart cat because they, yeah. they would battle a lot, but they but they loved each other. Bonded. So, yeah, Aww. yeah. So with um, I'm relating to so much with your being so afraid that your dad would get sick yeah. and die mm-hmm. was there was that was there reason to think that that might happen i think yeah well, well so i think when my my puppet my dad's dad died when i was like seven that was like the first death i had like kind of really experienced that just like always scared me he had a heart attack and like the mitchells have like heart issues like mm-hmm. like heart issues in our in our family and um my dad's brother died when he was 35, I think. And then, and he was like, I mean, he was a thinner man. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was a big guy. My dad wasn't a big guy. Uh, and then his other brother passed away, but it was from, from the drug abuse basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that had always scared me. 
and like I'd, uh, my dad was like kind of always conscious of his of his of like cholesterol and his health and everything and then my freshman year of college he had like a a TIA which is like a mini stroke mm-hmm. and and that like scared me so much through like the rest of Do you see it school. or you heard about no it. i just heard about it. like he yeah. was at work or whatever and it happened i think it was like when i was like i think actually i was like on break or something from school mm-hmm. and yeah he 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 had like a mini stroke and and so like throughout the rest of college i was so afraid of it and then my senior year he had to have open heart surgery mm-hmm. and he had a quadruple bypass so that was like my basically my spring break my 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 senior year was was him having a quadruple bypass. So it was like kind of like a weird thing that kind of hung over my, like when I was in school, it was kind of right. just a thing that kind of hung over that. And I, I was always kind of afraid of. And then, um, and then, yeah, about now almost six years ago, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, probably six years ago, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, which is, it's mm, a bad one. It's a bad one. I know. It's like one of those things. So he told me it was a crazy thing. So, after I was a page, actually, I got kind of my my. This is like 2007, the writer's strike. I got my first like good, good job. I, I actually I started at this show Shark as like a uh, in the in the post department, like a post PA, mm-hmm. and then I switched over to the Simpsons during the writer's strike. I called up like during the writer's strike, and I was like, "Are you gonna let, do you need anyone right now?" And they're like, "Actually, like when the writer's strike ends, like we're gonna need an assistant." So. So I, so I, moved. you just called them. That's I just, bold. Cause I was on the Fox lot and then I like looked up the Simpsons number. And so I was like, I might as well do it. Yeah. Um, I, and so they were like, we're going to need someone. I gave my friend Tim, my resume and Tim Kalpakis. He's one of the birthday boys and he worked at Gracie films. And so he put my resume on someone's desk and then I got called in once the writer strike was basically ending or over. And they were like, so like, uh so like tim long gave you uh gave us your resume and tim long is actually a writer for the show and i was just like mm-hmm, and i didn't <laughs> say anything and then i got hired there and so i worked there basically for like three and a half years and, and then i did this pilot for fx called what's going on with mike mitchell which is a talk show that i did at ucb which basically it would just be i would come to the show in a suit suit and tie and they would push me out on stage and i wouldn't know who the guests were or what any of the bits were they just give me cue cards and i would like read the oh, cue funny. cards and and so i did i did that show and they we did we did a pilot of it for fx so basically the night before when we were doing when we were so basically the night before i heard that news we were working on this pilot we shot that my parents came out i knew something had happened with my dad like he called and he's like, I went to the hospital and like he got like sick and he went mm-hmm. to the hospital and he's like, there's something wrong. So I knew that there was something wrong and I knew something was kind of bad. So we did this FX pilot and Will Ferrell and Jennifer Lawrence were the guests. It was before Jennifer Lawrence was like, she had only done Winter's Bone. She was just shooting X-Men mm-hmm. and my parents were there and, and, and we like taped that and it was like an awesome night and it was actually like what let me quit my job at the, as an assistant at The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And then the next day he would like, he was, he's, you know, we sat on the couch and he told me that he had pancreatic cancer, which was like, which is, 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 it's terrible. And mm-hmm. I think that like when, when we've talked about me being kind of more, like more of an indoor reclusive person now, it's, it's, it's like, a it, I, I feel like it kind of started there. Like that was like, right. Grief. Yeah. 
when I, I at the end of my twenties, I was like twenty nine when I when he told me that news, and then I think it was like I, I, I think I think he passed away when I was twenty nine still, but it was like that sort of thing of like, and now I'm in my thirties after this big long thing happened, and I feel older and right, yeah, and so I feel like it was a tough, yeah, that was definitely a tough. The last like five years have been tough, mm. but now I'm working out of it. That, like that's like the stage I'm in now. I feel like is like getting away from that. Yeah, right. Did, were you? Did you feel depressed? After he passed away? I mean, for those... Well, I meant oh. sort of for... Like, would you... It was the that period that you're talking about marked by depression? Yeah, I'd say so, too. Because then also one of my... In the last couple of years, one of my good friends passed away out here, mm-hmm. Harris Whittles. Yeah. And so he was, like, one of my closer friends out there, too. So I feel like that kind of added to the, you know... Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, for like it's fine with me. I was sad... I'm more sad for the two people who passed away. You know what I mean? But like, I I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was, that, that was like a rough stretch where I, I became myself and probably some of my friends became like a little bit more, uh, uh, kind of went a little inward and, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. And had to deal with some of that stuff. Yeah. Right. You mean some of your other friends in after Harris died? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They weren't as sad about my, my bad dad. <laughs> well, my, maybe they, they loved your dad as well. They did. Everybody. My dad was like a, a well liked man. He was, a, he was, a, he was a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think people really liked him. So that, that's always been a thing to like, Oh, I hope I can be as well liked to the guy as he was at some point in my life. Right. Yeah. But you feel like you're coming out of that period now. I do feel like I am coming out of it. Like, like, uh, in the, in the last year I've been going to a trainer, which is helpful. I've never gone to therapy, and I and I know that you can talk about therapy sometimes in the show. I, I just have never. I've, I want. I went to when I was very young. I I not very young, but when I was like, I think maybe ninth grade or tenth grade, I went. Uh, I got diagnosed with OCD, so I so I I saw like a psychologist and a, mm-hmm. a therapist, and, and and like, and so I dealt with that stuff, and and that was that was like a hard time for me. I still deal with some of it to this day but not it's not terrible anymore like it was when i was like first stretch when i was younger and didn't what was going on it's basically i have like like it's just like recurring thoughts or like over and over again and 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 you can think terrible things but Mm -hmm. it can just be constantly going through your head and and i i had i had never I like, I just didn't know what was wrong with me you know what i mean like i was what the fuck's going on Mm -hmm. because when it just started happening i was like why is this happening? What's going on with me? And 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 I, I had like other OCD ten- tendencies of like turning the light off and on mm-hmm. and stuff like that to kind of deal with that stuff. And so I and and I think it was like a very hard to admit like oh there's something mentally wrong with me. This is around trench coat mafia time. Like you were seen as like a weirdo. You know what right. I mean? Like I feel like if like to admit that there was something mentally wrong meant like put you in that classification mm-hmm. of like like we don't like. People are wary of you. Yeah, exactly. So like, did you tell your parents? I told my mom. I remember telling my mom and it was like, at the time was like one of the harder things I've ever had to do when I told her that. Mm-hmm. And then we started going to, then we started going to like, you know, like therapy sessions and stuff together or, uh, or seeing the doctor. I'm, I mean, I was like still so like kind of like 15 or something. So mm-hmm. I don't really know what it was even called. And I, t- and I think I was on antidepressants for like a little while. But like it, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, a t- it was definitely a, a rougher stretch. But then I felt like my junior senior year, I kind of like got out of it. I still had tendencies, and I still do to this day. And I like 
can realize that and be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's just that or whatever. Like, well, okay, mm-hmm. you are speaking my language now. I yeah. didn't really have this stuff until I sort of had some postpartum depression yes. and I that's- began to have... In well, I was calling them intrusive thoughts because I talked about it on the show and and on like an Instagram story or someone. Someone called yeah. them intrusive thoughts. I'm like, that's exactly what they are. But then, for sure, my therapist said something about like she was she was a little because I was sort of describing the kind of things. And I guess that's a little different than normal. She's like, are you having thoughts where either you or Elliot are being hurt? Because I was talking about like, and then I couldn't stop Googling the plot of It, even though I knew <laughs> it, Stephen King movie, <laughs> even though I know it's going to upset me. Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Because my thing is like, I'll get a disturbing thought mm. and I'll want to Google it. And I know that Googling it is going to upset me, but I can't. Not I, do that. I, yeah. yeah. And then I go like down the wormhole or rabbit hole whatever hole leaves you more distressed at the end and i'm like i just horrified myself like it's that kind of stuff but also constant thoughts of just the fragile like bone snapping and the fragility of life and like just people being hurt constantly for sure yeah no that's a part i I, when i read the book when i got like whatever this book and i wish i could remember the name so i could tell people but i'm sure there's probably updated better books at this point (laughs) but like uh like the the example that they give for like intrusive thoughts with ocd in this case is a mother keeps thinking of smothering her baby even Mm. though she wouldn't and i i didn't have that anything that as extreme as that but like it like reading that also made me like oh it makes me feel better like the the woman was being upset that she kept having these thoughts of smothering her baby and she was like and 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 I think she had gotten it after after she gave birth to the child yeah. and so it was like this thing that like she kept thinking of and she was like why this is driving me insane why is it happening and that that it was OCD right uh, yeah and, that's what that's what it was like you have postpartum anxiety with anxiety and OCD yeah yeah so th- those are those are things that I had dealt with what what kind of thoughts were you having. Uh, or do you not want to talk about I, it? Yeah, I probably won't say what I was saying because okay. that's probably like the stuff I'll never I, – like there's some stuff that I, I won't ever – that's a, like that's like a thing of like someone who's like an open book and I'm like I probably wouldn't want to tell like my darkest things to like okay. even someone who I like loved or – you know what I mean? Like e- like even to my mom or or dad. I think maybe I, t- I, I told the therapist a, mm. a lot about it, but yeah. Mm. Well, so you – I mean a lot of it was like my dad passing away or something like that. Stuff like – stuff in that in that area. Right. Yeah. So you started talking about that because you were saying that you have not gone to therapy. I haven't recently. gone to therapy, yeah. Which maybe I probably should have, like after my father passed away, and then after Harris passed away, probably would have been a good thing mm-hmm. to do. But I, but I but I but I haven't gone. But I've done. A, I'm trying to. I'm I'm doing a lot of self work. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm going to the trainer three days a week, and I'm just trying to be like better about myself around the house and being on top of stuff and 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 getting out more like i just started to to get out more than 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 i was in the past couple of years or whatever mm-hmm. so that's it's all been good stuff and i'll start dating i'm almost there i, I feel like I'm, I'm almost there like like uh like randy i feel like i'm i was a late bloomer and 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 i've and i've had like a and i had like i feel like i've had like one relationship where I feel like I really loved the person and mm-hmm. then other, you know, like, and then a few other relationships, not many. Right. But then once I get to that point where I feel like, like, like I feel like I'm almost at that point now to, to get back out there with that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's tricky too. Sometimes like, like when if you're, if it's not the right time and you don't feel ready, then mm-hmm. it, you can't force it. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I and, 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 
like saying of like how I'm a recluse or whatever. Like I, I like there will be times when I'm like, and and I feel and, and I and I felt bad about this one, but like, and I decided to stop doing this recently. But where where it was like, not even recently, like a while back, I decided to stop doing this. But it was a thing of like where I'd be like, I'm going to go on a date or whatever. And then like, I was like, I just don't want to leave the house. And I don't know if that means that I don't like this person enough or mm-hmm. what the deal is. But I just like, I'm so much happier just sitting here with my cats on my lap than like going out and trying this. And 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 I think there was like, I think that for a time I like, like, uh, like I tried to play like catch up with where I, like, I do you compare yourself to other people. I always compare myself. Never. <laughs> like a hundred percent of the time. Yes. It's I, a huge problem for me. I think back on my 12 years in LA, I'm like, what the hell happened? It was like 12 years and, I, and I've been here and like, what the hell have I, like, it's a weird, mm-hmm. especially with like a city that I love and friends that I love back home. I still have like a big group of friends and like you see them growing and hanging out together and stuff. And, and like you said, like it takes you a while to get to know people in LA and now it's getting to the point where they're kind of off doing their own things. And, and then back home, it still feels like there is like a stronger connection. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, like, I, like I'm always kind of like thinking about what it's like back there and then comparing to myself to myself out here. And I'll be like, a big long 12 years of like doing nothing i feel like what other people would be like you did a lot you know what i mean yeah, like it's, it's I hard to done a lot it's hard to put it into perspective mm-hmm. i think a lot of the time and i feel like i've compared myself with relationship stuff like a lot or like like college was basically nothing like i didn't have a girlfriend in college i felt like i i did terribly and then i feel like i was like at some point in my 20s i was trying to like make up for lost time or something mm-hmm. but then also i'm not that type of person so it was like hard it was hard to do. You know what I mean? Like, and, right. and, and so after the, my, after my last relationship ended, I feel like I like was like, I'm going to go on dates or something like that. And then I find out like that doesn't make me happy either. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was like getting to the point of being like, like, I don't want to go out. You know what I mean? <laughs> there was a lot of that yeah. stuff. I'm just like, I don't want to go and meet up. Yeah. I went through a thing where it was like, I'm, I realized, you know, I always go for the wrong kind of person. So I'm going to go for the right kind of person. And then that didn't work. And then I'm like, well, fuck everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to do anymore. And also I'm someone who I could never, like, I could never casually date. I could never do the thing that you, I don't know if there's advice to men that says this, but there's advice Mm -hmm. to women, which is like date more than one person at once so that then you won't get hung up on any one person. And anytime I would try to do that, um, I could like, I'm just, if, if there's, if I'm, if I like someone, I can't make myself date someone else. It makes, it makes me feel cheap. I, and I'm not I, even talking about sleeping with multiple people. I'm talking uh-huh. about just like, but I like this person and I, I don't know. I think I was the same when I, and I pushed myself to do that. Even like, I think in like my, honestly, even like when I, after my last relationship was, which was just a few, like uh, only broke up like a couple of years ago. Mm. So I was like 32 and I was like, I'm going to try to date. Like I'll just like be seeing people or whatever. <laughs> and I, it just doesn't make me, it doesn't make me feel good. I feel like there's a weird cynical side of dating in, in the world. Like I, yeah. like I don't think it should be like back to the old days where like you meet your wife and there, here we go. Like, and now we're grandparents and we've only loved each other. Like I get that there's like a different side to it, but I feel like there is like, with apps and stuff there's there's just it just feels like 
cynical and sad a lot of the time like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel real or whatever like pretty shallow you mean yeah it kind of yeah i mean like and and like also like well i got like like my options are open or whatever mm. and i think that was like a hard thing for me to do when i went like to be like just try it out and then like when i was so, never a person like that right but then also to my own like own fault where it took me forever to even have like a first girlfriend you know what i mean like and 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 do some of that normal stuff i like like i feel like like that's when I'm always comparing myself because I'm always like I've been a kind of a like I'm in my mind I'm like I'm not I'm a cool enough guy or something mm-hmm. and then you're like well you like don't have a girlfriend you know what I mean like are you afraid of hurting people I think that's a, or afraid I, of commit I'm, I, it's so cliche to say afraid of commitment but yeah I know that I was always more comfortable if I liked the guy more than he liked me because if he mm-hmm. liked me more than I liked him then then I could hurt him and like yeah. that's too much responsibility. I think I, I I think that I am afraid of hurting people. I think I'm afraid of commitment, and I think I'm a little afraid of growing up. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like three things, like old Randy. Like I think <laughs> I like I think that there's a part of me that's like afraid of being like, well, now like like I'm gonna start a life with this person or so, like getting to that point. Yeah, which is which like kind of scares me, especially as you get older. What do you, What do you think the fear is? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Honestly, I just feel like. In my mind, I like I have been like a person that's like I want to see what happens with me or something. I want to I want to keep like oh I kn- I I relate to that so strongly. Yeah, because sometimes I look around and I'm like I'm married and mm-hmm. I have a, like I know how this book ended. I mean, there's yeah. still so much more, but it's just weird to me. For the longest time, that was a thing of like I don't want the finality of I want to. Like I, I want to leave it more open. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like, like, uh, what, what sort of options will happen down the road or something, which I think, like, honestly, in some ways, makes me optimistic and, so, and like, uh, like, <laughs> right. oh, maybe there's some good stuff could happen down the right line or whatever. But then also, yeah, there's like a, the, there's like definitely like a fear factor involved. Not the show, but there's a, there's a, there's <laughs> Joe Rogan. Why? <laughs> what's he doing in here? But there is a. <laughs> But there, there's definitely a kind of like yeah, a little bit of fear involved with with maybe like settling down and 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 being with someone like that. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, I, I think for a while like um, yeah, yeah, I was try- I was trying to make up for for time that I think that I had I'd missed out on or something, which is all, it's also stupid. I like I feel like I actually in a way of like saying that I've gotten better. I think that I've also like moved beyond some of that stuff mm-hmm. too, where I'm just kind of like. Well, do it if you're interested and be honest with with people and 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 just be upfront about stuff and and I think that that's the yeah. best way to do it. I definitely I was a late bloomer and then I felt like I had to make up for lost time and so mm. the stupid shit that a lot of people did in high school I did in my twenties. Uh huh. And yeah. I really like what a bunch of dumb shit I did. Yeah. But I got it out of my system. See, and I feel like I that was like I did some of that in the last two years or so. You know what I mean? Like. And like, like I guess there's never a time that's right or wrong to do mm. it. Really, it's just whenever it, it happens for you. But I for sure, I felt I felt similar too. Yeah, right. Yeah, because even twenties, like I was afraid to even date around like the comedy, the comedy universe or whatever. Because it's small. Yeah, because it's small, and like I think reputation and like don't want to make people feel bad. I feel mm. like that a lot of that stuff is in my head, and whether that relates back to like. Oh, my dad was a well-liked guy. I want to be a well-liked person and, and like getting, so like, I think that I would be afraid or get like afraid to commit to someone or something right. like that. Yeah. Right. This is my completely unsolicited hard sell for therapy. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. 
That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'll a go. big fan. I'm a I'll big go fan. at some point. I know. Well, I personally um, hadn't been in therapy for a while. Yeah. I have a therapist. So I lived in New York for a long time and I had a therapist in New York that I really liked. And so I would have phone sessions with her, but it was never, and it would like periodically I would feel like, Oh, I really need to talk to someone. So I would have a phone session. Um, and I, but I felt like I'm working on myself and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Um, I'm not saying that in the way that you said that I'm not trying to say that's what you're doing. Um, but I felt like, wow, it's been a while since I've been in therapy. I'm like, I'm holding it together. <laughs> and then um, after having the baby and the postpartum depression and, and all of that, I'm like, okay, I need to go back into therapy. And now that I'm back, it's I'm, it's helping me so much. I already feel a lot better, but it's just crazy stuff that I thought I had already worked through in therapy. It's like, and here we are again. Yeah. It's weird. I guess that actually doesn't sound like doesn't sound like a recommendation for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been through this and I'm here again, but maybe I think this stuff time like that I'm, always kind of yeah. sticks with you throughout life. It's I think tough. So. Yeah. You take it all. Yeah. It's all packed in your little uh, bag in that journey of life. And sometimes you just, you accidentally pull it out of the bag occasionally. I actually had a thought the other day, which was, I was thinking about something that I feel guilty about. And these are small mm-hmm. things, but just things that I feel like, like that wasn't the kindest thing that I did, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking how I feel guilty about it. And then I was thinking, is that just, is that the nature of guilt that you just feel it for the rest of your life? Or is there a way that you can like make the proper amends to the person, they forgive you, and then it's done? Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm going to, I f- for me, guilt is like now it just accompanies you all the time. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I you know like as far as like feeling guilty toward like I I I I'll never feel I feel guilty for a lot of things, but I don't know if I ever feel like guilty about like people as much. Like I I I because I'll always try to clear the air with that. You can always do that. That's what mm-hmm. I've always kind of said too to people who. Who feel this way? It's like you can always address it with someone. You can yeah. al- you can always pick up a phone and and talk to someone. I don't think I have anyone like that in my life, honestly, that I really care about that I that I like or like that I that I miss that relationship or anything. But that, I feel like that window is always open, and, and and like I feel like that it's the toughest thing to do to like ca- like because like I feel like you got to put it on yourself and be that person to call and do it. But but. But and I'm and I'm lucky in that way that I don't have any of that. But I feel guilty for like others. I, I feel I feel I regret stuff all the time. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I have like what kind of stuff? Like just you know like I mean like I was watching. <laughs> this is funny. I was watching like Hard Knocks last night, and I was like, oh, I regret like not like 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 playing sports and taking it seriously when I was in high school. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like which is crazy. I'm not going to be a professional football or baseball <laughs> player, but. I still have those thoughts of being like, like, why were you lazy there? Why, why didn't you? And like, and like, or like I was saying with dating or something in college or something like, why don't you put yourself out there more often? Or, you know what I mean? Like, cause I felt like that led to some of my, with the person who I loved, I felt like it felt led to relationship problems where I was like, I haven't experienced en- enough and, and, and like I, I, and I don't want to settle down even though I like this person. And I felt like, oh, and she wanted that. I think, yeah, she, she wanted that more. Mm. And so I'm like, why don't you put yourself out there? I feel like that, I feel like that is always like a big thing of putting for a guy who was kind of like shy or whatever, being like, oh, put yourself out there more or something like that. 
I think people who say they don't have my my father was like never say you have regrets, but I know that he everyone does. It's impossible not to to have regrets, right? I, I mean, mean like, imagine okay, either mm-hmm. you're just a like I never look back kind of person. I don't get those people. Yeah. Although I don't and I don't know if they exist. Or if you're for you to be someone who has no regrets, that means that you acted on every impulse you had yeah that's Which is insane maybe, that's kind of crazy yeah i don't know <laughs> if i want to be i don't want to be that right. person either really yeah right yeah but it maybe maybe some sort of in between is is decent where you're not well i'm impressed that you called up the simpsons i mean that's a uh-huh. that's that's taking a chance yeah like just recently someone emailed me um and was like hey i just discovered your podcast um you know i'm if you're ever looking for a guest, I would love to come on. I'm a comedian, blah, blah, blah. Here's my stuff. And it was like a very random out of nowhere email. But then I checked him out and he was funny. And I, I ended up having him on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I don't, that's the kind of stuff that I don't really do, but I feel like I should. Yeah. But he did it. And I mean, not, I'm not saying that being on my show is like the pinnacle of his career, but I think it is. <laughs> I'm totally just kidding. I'm, I don't mean to oversell, but I mean, he, it, he just, put himself out there yeah and it and it worked for him in this regard um i think it's a funny thing with putting yourself out there because i think it can be good but then there's it's so obvious like when, when you're with friends or like people who, who put themselves out there too much you can be like oh boy you know what i mean like that's the risk and i yeah. think i'm too afraid of ever being that person oh me too to me that's like oh like i i would in fact, I would rather not put myself out there than be perceived as being too pushy or striving or amb- ambitious yeah. or any of so that. So you'd rather that you'd rather not have the thing that comes with putting yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't. But but when you put it that way, I don't think that. I mean, that's that's the struggle. Yeah. No, I know it. A hundred percent. I think that is has that was my struggle so much for forever. You know what I mean? Like, and and and. I, I mean, like, there's, like, other regrets, regrets of, like, but, like, I feel like there's just, like, now in my life, I'm just, like, oh, there are, like, limitations or something of, like, I could have done this thing differently. I could have had a better audition or whatever. And, I'm like, a lot of that stuff isn't in your hands. But, like, definitely right. the stuff that is, like, tangible that, like, I could have put myself out there for. Like, I, I, I regret stuff like that a, a lot. And I feel like a lot of people do. But, oh, it's a mess. Life is a mess from, like up until you're like 23 or 24 and it's still very messy after i mean 20s are insanely messy and yeah. i'm finding into your 30s it's the same way yeah life is pretty messy yeah it's just a series of mess and then you die <laughs> actually occasionally oh, no. i have thoughts like that and then i feel this just existential dread of like oh no mm-hmm. but there is but then also you've seen how I, I i i get that sometimes too where i'm just like oh man like like with my father passing away or whatever, he's like, "Oh, I felt like he did all the right things," and then there was just this fucking terrible, shitty thing that happened. And mm-hmm. like, how do you how do you get around that or something? But then there's a lot of good stuff. You know what I mean? There's the good stuff that in comes. life you mean? Yeah, there's yes. a lot of great stuff. It's life, true. You know what? I, I give it a check mark. <laughs> how many forks do you give it? <laughs> I give life three and a half forks. <laughs> oh wow, a C reserved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Four forks. It gets a B. We haven't even talked about Doughboys. Let's just oh, yeah. address this most important thing that I can't wipe from my mind. Mm-hmm. Nick once ate a spoonful of mayonnaise. He did, yeah. How he do you has, feel he about ha- that? He has no regrets. Uh, 
<laughs> he put it out there and he, he ate that. I think that that is like, I think that that is like so grossly mm-hmm. insane. Like even to, like I loved ketchup, but the idea of like eating a spoonful of ketchup like makes me sick. Oh, see, a spoonful of ketchup, I wouldn't opt to do it, yeah. but I could. Spoonful of mayonnaise, that's like someone would have to pay me. Yeah, I mean mayo is like that's like one of the weird ones, right? Like oh, it's like yeah, I, I fear it. Yeah, and yet if it's in stuff, I'm okay. But the idea, uh, I, I don't like, even. I like mayonnaise. I don't even know what it tastes like plain. I don't want to know. I mean, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. It's it's in, no, no, you don't. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to. I think you. I think in your head, you know what that is. Well, I think the <laughs> the mayonnaise that the mayonnaise of my mind mm. <laughs> is vinegary because I grew up okay. on light mayo or local mayo, and those all are more vinegary. Whereas actual yeah. mayonnaise of like what is it, oil and egg yolk? Yeah. I think, like, oil and egg yolk, those ingredients together don't sound bad. But then you put the vinegar in there, and then I check out. Even yeah. Even though I like vinegar. I, I'm a huge vinegar. I'm a big vinegar nut, but mayo just tastes the way... It's that creamy, or it's just like... It's it's just not natural to have a big glob of it in your like right. when you're eating a sandwich and you get like a pocket of mayo it can be bad and you're still getting other things in there yeah it's just not a thing that you're supposed to have just Mm-mm. direct into your mouth no and yet Nick went for it <laughs> and Nick I mean and Nick, enjoyed it evidently Nick is we're 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 a lot alike in in many in many ways and then very different in other ways but he. He is he is he's a strange strange man and I kind of love that side of him that he ate a spoonful of mayo even though it's gross and fun to make fun of because <laughs> I'm just like that's just like unabashed like I like mayo I'm going to eat I'm going to eat a spoon of it spoonful of it and I wish I would I but like like I would see if I if I ate that I'd be afraid that people would call me like a mayo freak or whatever people like whatever I started calling him basically on the podcast <laughs> right but I, but I, yeah I, I I I I I just definitely would not I mean also it is literally makes me sick thinking yeah, about it's it Yeah it's very dis- it's very disgusting Yeah um so we do a segment on this show that mm-hmm. we we don't normally do it on Mondays. We normally do it on Thursdays. It's called Snack Chat, okay. where we taste a snack and then we discuss our feelings about it. Are you on a health kick right now? I'm. I'm I can eat whatever. It's okay. Fine. Yeah. So uh, a fan who lives in who's um, from the U.S. but mm-hmm. now lives in Germany sent some German snacks. But before we do Snack Chat, I want to tell you guys mm-hmm. I'm on Patreon, and I know you guys are on Patreon. We are, yes. It's so much fun, right? It's great. We Patreon love it. Patreon is awesome. Um, there's different. Re- well, for you guys, just have one reward level. We, did, we just have one it's reward smart. level. We, we 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 basically record another episode a week, and that's yeah. If you if you go to Patreon and you, and you sign up, then you get the extra episode. Well, I have different reward levels. One of them, you mm-hmm. get uh, bonus episodes, and none other than Jeff Fox. Oh, oh thank you. Wow. You brought them in just for... How did they know? They burst... The, they knocked the doors down trying to get this episode, but you don't have to break into no, Allison's house. No, this is the point. just subscribe to Patreon. Just subscribe to Patreon. Right. Nobody gets hurt. It's a lot less work. 
better for everybody all around. Exactly. Uh, there's a level where you have access to an interactive live stream with me and also with my husband and uh, with my baby and my dog. And who knows who could show up, although I pretty much just mentioned who might show up. Um, and also there's a level where you get merch in the mail and you get so much access to me, you'll beg me to leave you alone. <laughs> this is better than our Patreon. You've done a better job, which I'm not surprised at because we are, we're bad at no, podcasting. I don't, think, I, don't think I, I don't think I'm doing a better job. You're doing great. I think you're doing well, great. Th- thank you. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. And rate and review, won't you? Because it helps out the show. Also, I want to tell you guys something. And I was absolutely paid to say this. And it was 100% a commercial for an ABC television comedy Are you enjoying my honesty? Do you like when people, quote unquote, keep it real? Well, then I have the show for you. ABC's hit comedy, American Housewife, is back on a new night, Wednesdays at 9.30, 8.30 Central, after Modern Family, starting September 27th. Watch your favorite brutally honest, totally relatable mom, Katie Otto, along with her husband, Greg, work to ensure their three kids don't wind up like their uber-wealthy neighborhood Joneses. The everyday obstacles of their Tony town make them feel like it's them versus the world, and Katie meets the challenges with unconventional gusto, determined to come out the winner. This is one mom who knows her quirky family is perfectly imperfect, and she's far from... That's like me. I know my quirky family is perfectly imperfect, and I'm far from sorry. Just like her. Critics say American Housewife is a must-watch, unapologetic, unlike my guest, because you're super apologetic. Uh, Yes, I'm very sorry. You're... (laughs) Sorry I didn't pick up on that. (laughs) It's okay. Well, this show's unapologetic, say the critics, and it's, quote, a brave new take on the sitcom Mom. I said both of those words like how my guest says OM. I said oh, sitcom yeah. Mom. <laughs> I, I, I get a lot of crap for that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm that's sorry. It's a regional to... thing. It's a regional thing. The new season of American Housewife premieres on Wednesday, September 27th, 9.30, 8.30 Central, after Modern Family on ABC. Okay. Now, Snack Chat. Okay. I feel honored that you that you move this to today for for you don't usually do snack. I don't. No. I'm thinking of start. I'm thinking of starting a new trend though. Mm. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so don't fuck up. I won't. I won't. I promise. Okay. So we have three items here. Does one um, strike your fancy? Well, so this should one, we just do one. This one looks like dog food-ish to me. It's a snack bacon. Oh, yeah. Those are... Um, Is it puppy? Pe- peppies. Peppies, I think. And they're like little... They're potato bacony things. I'm going to pass on those ones. Okay. And then between the last two, I there's Har- 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 Haribo. Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. Har- Haribo? Haribo? The makers of I've, gummy bears. The, make, the maker, makers of the best gummy bears. And these look particularly German- and they're, they're and they're different and weird looking, but they're then strawberry flavored. These ones, oh, the the other ones look kind of interesting too. So I don't, I, I want you to pick between the, okay. the, these two. These, the other ones, these are, I think they're called like double peanuts. Double peanuts sound interesting. They, I, like, I want to like, try one of those just because I want to try them. Maybe I'll just get some, maybe. But those look, no, we can let's do both. Okay, okay, we're opening up the peanuts, um, and. When I mentioned this on the Thursday show, I actually knew, like, phonetically. It was, like, aired noose or something. No, maybe that, something is aired noose. People who speak German aired, are yelling right now. 
Erdnussiant. <laughs> like <laughs> earth nuts, which maybe that's strawberry. I'm not sure. Double peanuts. I think these are peanuts I in some kind of one. peanutty oh, coating. Jeff, would you like to try? So there's a or. peanut within a... What I want is a peanut within a peanut, which oh my I God. think they might be. Let's I'm find afraid, out. I'm kind of interested. A little, they're a little smoky. It's like extra peanutty. It's a peanut in... Oh, this is someone who does a food podcast because you know to chew off mic. Because <laughs> people hate the sound of chewing. It's definitely... I was saying that like these all kind of look like they look like dog food snack. Like the two of them look like they dog do. food snacks. And this like the shell around the peanut kind of tastes like a dog food snack. It's like smoky and like meaty in the way that like I feel like artificial dog snacks right. are. That being said, have you ever tasted any dog food? Because accidentally, I don't know how this happened, but a tiny I did taste like a Wendy treat and it it truly wasn't on purpose. I don't know how it happened. I yeah. think I was like reaching for something and by mistake, Wendy food went in my mouth. And I'm like, oh, this has no flavor. And I pretty I much just let my dog lick <laughs> the inside of my mouth. So. <laughs> that's how I got in there. <laughs> I think that's the sign of dog food. It has no flavor, but it has a real artificial meat smell. I was a big fat like party. Well, not like I wasn't like a party. I was just like I liked to drink a lot when I when I was younger. And so, of course, I think I ate like a dog snack as like a joke or something. And they're 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 terrible. Every time I've like, I feel like I've done it more than once. And every time <laughs> I I bite into it, they're all, they're like the fake bacon. So they do have that flavor. Yeah, and then they're okay. like so inedible. They're like grainy and disgusting. Right. But um, but yeah, this like this kind of I like also drank like duck sauce and that, to be clear, that's like like sweet and sour sauce, right. not sauce for ducks but um <laughs> imagine if there's a special sauce for ducks eat every duck. <laughs> you take it to the pond and you feed the ducks. <laughs> right. um but that though these are like I'm, I'm in my mind i'm like oh, i feel like that bag that we didn't open probably has like a similar bacony smoky taste that the the shell on these had and maybe that's like a German thing. I like the peanuts These are underneath. Knickknacks, double mm-hmm. crunch peanuts. Yeah, the texture on them is pretty interesting. They're savory coated peanuts. I don't hate them. No, no I but, don't either. But I don't. But I don't like love that. Like I think that that taste is like too reminds me too much of of. I think uh, there that. there's a Japanese peanut that comes in some Japanese snack mixes that's like that, but it's not smoky. It's just salty. Right. It's almost like a smoky cheesy flavor to yeah. me. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to. I'm excited the, for these. Go for it. Do the honors. Do you want me to open it? Yes, okay. I do. Snapchat. <laughs> Haribo. So these don't look like the regular gummies. No. They they're, look. They're they look strawberry weird. flavored. They're strawberry flavored. Possibly Erdnuss. That it means something <laughs> in German. Well, they smell good. I can smell them from here. Oh yeah, oh, they, they do, do smell, they smell good. great. They are also very hard. It's they, weird. That, yes, that, like, they are. I expected like gummy, but they are like they they seem hard and they're but very they, light. They're not. Yeah. They will crush if you squish it between. Oh yeah, your finger and your thumb. Like, oh yeah, getting a real squish. Oh, they're they're different than gummy bear consistency. They're more like a hard marshmallow. Like the I'm bear on in. the package says, "Fructig, softig, barig, goot." Oh, I'm going back and forth as to whether I like it or not. It there's a certain jelly bean flavor that it tastes like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. That was 
It's like an airy jelly bean. It might be the lavender jelly bean. It's like a jelly bean, but with the consistency of a circus peanut. Yeah. I don't... I, I said good like I was like some teacher that knew the answer. <laughs> good. I didn't, I didn't know. I was Correct. with you. I was like, yeah, no, I think that's what it is. I kind of... I. I kind of like them, and I kind of want another one. <laughs> Please. Here's my feeling about this bag of what might be aired noose, but I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't actually like them, but I could easily eat the whole bag, mm-hmm. and I would like them by the end. Mm-hmm. I think I do like There's something about the flavor that's a little bit like lip gloss, mm. and yet I like the texture, and maybe I like the flavor. Yeah. I, I like the flavor. I'm, I'm, I'm a big strawberry like artificial strawberry fan. Mm. That's my favorite, like Gatorade. I like strawberry stuff. And this has that. It's just, is, it is like just such a weird, the texture is strange. It is like kind of like, almost like it's close. It's like jelly bean circus peanut combo. Like it's very weird. It's weird. It are circus peanuts sticky mm. or no? Or are they like this? No, they're not sticky, but they're, they're airy, but they're not, crunchy mm-hmm. they're they're kind of marshmallowy mm-hmm. almost like a stale marshmallow mm-hmm. they're almost like a peep stiffer than that stiffer than a peep yeah <laughs> stiffer stiffer than a peep if no. a circus peanut wrote a book that should be the title <laughs> stiffer, stiffer, than, than, a stiffer a than a peep by circus peanut they they are Sir, circus peanut. I mean, they are officially marshmallow right like they're 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 yeah and but they but they yeah they're they're kind of I don't even these are these are really hard to describe, which I kinda like that about them, but they're like stale marshmallows, but I don't think they're actually stale. Wouldn't you like that taste just like in a gummy form though? Like a more yes, gummy classic. In a jelly bean? Yeah. A jelly bean or a, or just like a classic gummy bear or something. I would have liked that and, but maybe you don't get it. Maybe that's why they're this weird uh Right. Texture. I bet they could make a, a gummy like that. Um Caribou can do anything. What if you <laughs> took one and squished it between your fingers and made it real Packed it in real dense and then ate that. See if it would. See if It'd like, be a Mike like Nike. Superman, the way that he could turn a piece of coal into a diamond. See if I'll you could turn it into a jelly bean. <laughs> I can't do it already. <laughs> um, something I want to bring up. You uh, mentioned that you, I believe, you don't like, you don't love Lacroix like everyone else. No, I don't love it either. We're it's- we're a select few because mm-hmm. everyone else people. It seems, especially on Instagram, profess their love and their addiction for LaCroix. I don't yeah. get it. It's become like the cool thing to do. LaCroix is cool. But I think, it is cool, but Which I think is, they actually really like it. in some ways. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I, do, I, I, I don't doubt that they like it. I do think they like it. it it's like a, it's, it's a, it's, you know, like when, when you're thinking about, like it's better for you than drinking Diet Coke, which I love Diet Coke, mm-hmm. sadly. Um but it's it's one of those things where I just like I'll drink it, and I always feel thirstier. Like I, like I'll have one. I'm like I don't feel like I don't feel like my thirst was quenched. Like, right. I feel like it's just this weird thing that I'm like, and like when I what I like I don't I I don't I like water. I don't love some people love water. Not I. Yeah, I don't love water just because it's so boring. But I'll drink water and I'll be like, oh, it it has quenched my thirst. Yeah, like, it I don't, hit the like, spot. It hit the spot or whatever. With Lacroix, I like never, I never feel that way. Like I've been like 
dehydrated and chugged a LaCroix and been like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like uh, am I thirstier now? But like, do you find that Diet Coke quenches your thirst better than water? No, but it just is like tastier to me and like works with like meals or whatever right. better. Yeah. Because I'm kind of addicted to these refresh wild cherry sparkling water beverages that oh, I get at yeah. pavilions. They're mm-hmm. zero calories, zero everything except filled with artificial sweetener. Yeah. This is, I drink this nonstop. Yeah. And just recently, I've been thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't. When I was pregnant, I gave up artificial sweetener. Mm-hmm. The hard, possibly the hardest thing I've ever done. Artificial, <laughs> uh, so I, yeah. I didn't have anything that I wanted to drink for nine months. And God. it was, it was hard. That's like the hardest thing on earth to me. Like, uh, God, I, I, I love, like, I, I've said it on the podcast, but I'm like, I I love like a nice Coca Cola. Even like like if, like if I go out for like a like a great meal or something, I'm like I want like a, a Coca Cola more more than I want like a a beer or something. Like I usually just want like a nice cold Coke, right? And 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 so Diet Coke is obviously the alternative, but it's I I don't know if I can give up our like I I just came to that conclusion the like conclusion just trying to eat better and stuff, and I'm like I don't know if I can give up. Diet Coke. I just don't know if I ever will. My brain, because we, you know, aspartame. Uh, we were talking about this. Can like turn like rot your brain <laughs> if you're like if it like if it affects different people differently. But like it can like rot your brain, and if you if you're one of those types of people that doesn't deal with it well or something, and I'm like. Maybe I'm just gonna have brain rot and I'll I know. drink it forever. Maybe that's I don't I don't know what else to do at this point. I've tried to. It's the hardest thing that I've like ever because I smoke. I like smoked cigarettes kind of semi regularly mm. at one point, and uh, mostly when I was drinking. But I gave that up, and that was like hard to give up. And I've gone stretches of like giving up like certain foods and stuff. But Diet Coke, like artificial sweetener, I don't know if I can ever give yeah. it up. It's maybe my worst addiction. <laughs> that it I've actually. Ever had. It truly, for the first time, occurred to me that maybe it's an addiction. Yeah. When I was thinking how uncomfortable I get if all I have to drink is water. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I can't cope. Yeah. I need a diet drink. Yeah. (laughs) I need it. That sounds like an addiction. because Water can suck a dick. That's how I feel about water. (laughs) I tried everything. I tried tried making my own spa water. I uh, All of it. Like a, like. Yeah. My train when I go to my trainer, they're always just they were talking about iced tea and they're like put like lemon in it and I'm like I don't like I don't want to like suck on a lemon either like that sucks too like right iced tea I feel like I I think iced tea holds hands with water water sucking a dick because I feel like it's (laughs) like they're I feel like they're both kind of just like a plain iced tea is so boring it's also kind of bracing yeah I find it a little hard to drink oh for sure like I find water (laughs) water water is just like. I need if I am okay with drinking water it has to be like cold. So I I got a uh, a sparklets mm-hmm. like system at my house. Oh, it's that's just, good. That's a real commitment. It was it was a commitment because I was like buying bottles of water at my house and I and and because I had like a Brita filter, but like it always just tasted kind of like tap sinky mm-hmm. like a, the t- to me or whatever. It, t- it tasted sinky, and that and so I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get the sparklets. I'm gonna drink more water. I don't think it has made me drink more water but it does do that thing where it is it is so cold that like i do enjoy drink if it's room temp water i'm out hmm. toss it give it to the trees i don't care you can do anything <laughs> with it i'm not gonna drink it if it's if it's if it's room temp right yeah let's take some questions from listeners probably like just one or two oh, i was water-based 
so much this is courtesy of uh, a listener and friend named tom rap who goes by trap dog oh nice uh add your name says what's his favorite mr show sketch oh me oh man you know what's funny is that i i didn't i didn't have um hbo growing up my mom would never get hbo and it always bugged me because i was like i want hbo yeah everybody who's cool's got HBO and they're watching HBO and I never had it. And so it wasn't until like college. And actually I like, I bonded with one of the birthday boys, Mike Hanford, where we were talking about a blueberry top when it's David Cross, like being like a carrot top type character. <laughs> oh yeah. But then like, I'll just go with like the easy answer of like story of Everest or something mm-hmm. like that, that so I can just, I can pass the test and run away because 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 I, I don't think I've watched every Mister Show episode. Right, that's acceptable. And I, and I think they would get mad. I think I think some people will get mad at me, but like there was guys in my group, like Tim Kalpakis is like was the biggest Mister Show fan, and I and I loved the show. I just I feel like I came to it later and mm. stuff. Yeah. Germ says, if you had to give up one of the following forever, which one? Uh, Burgers, pizza, or Mexican food? Oh my god. I'm going to say it's going to be like they're asking cheeseburgers, right? Oh, I don't know. It says burgers. Burgers. Because if it's just you burgers, c- that's the first one to go. Okay. But if it's cheeseburgers versus pizza, right? Versus Mexican food. Yeah. God. That's so hard. I would. I, I And like it's it's grown to become one of my favorite foods, but maybe I would get rid of Mexican food. But that's so fucked up because that's just this question is fucked up because like Mexican food covers so much stuff like no more burritos. Right. Is that what it means? No more burritos? Yeah, that is what it means. That's messed up. I mean, unless there's another cuisine that makes a burrito and you can be like, it's an Italian burrito. It's a burrito. <laughs> I feel like that's me cheating if I did that. But yeah. I think I couldn't give up pizza. That's number one. I just couldn't give up pizza. And then I would. It's like burritos versus burgers. I don't know. I think I would just jump off like a ledge. I think I would. <laughs> I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to choose. I'd say take me instead. <laughs> right burgers pizza mexican food or mitch (laughs) Uh, okay and lastly thank Mm. you uh michael carlson says thank you for introducing me to wendy's spicy chicken sandwich what other fast food items are your favorite oh man well i love the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich as he knows and and that's that's just one of the greats all-time greats um i also i'm a big taco bell fan do you like taco bell um i don't go there um that's normal. I don't know. I don't go there very often. <laughs> if I'm, but maybe. I I love. They have a thing called a cheesy gordita crunch, and that's mm. like my favorite. I feel like I would thing. like that a lot. Oh, it's so good! It's so so good. I love the cheesy gordita crunch because it's got the little soft wrap, and then mm. there's a hard taco shell and like weird ranch sauce or whatever. You know what I never tried, but it intrigued me. Isn't there something that's like wrapped in a quesadilla? Oh yes, a crunch wrap. Is it good? Yes, it is good. I like the cheesy gordita crunch more. Okay, but we've said this. We talk about this on the podcast that like Taco Bell is like they're like the little Willy Wonkas. They they like uh, <laughs> they're creating different new fun things for the world to try. They are, and uh, and I and I tip my hat to them. I love the I love what they're doing. They got to keep doing it. 
But uh, besides that, I think that's kind of like. So you uh, would put Taco Bell above Del Taco. I do, and then my and then Nick Weiger, my co-host, he loves Del Taco because he's from Southern California. Yeah, right? yeah, and so they all they go Del Taco crazy. Del Taco is right. good. It always takes so long at Del Taco. There's like a lot of reasons that I that Del Taco is annoying, but um, I also you know what I like? I like the big Carl from Carl's Jr., which is like their Big Mac, basically, mm-hmm. and I'll add pickles and onions to make it like a Big Mac. I shouldn't be eating any of this food, and I haven't <laughs> had Carl's Jr. in like months since I did it on the show. But right, but I love it all. I love it. I wonder that's like with like like Diet Coke or or, or whatever. I'm like, I'll never give that up. I'm just like when I'm when I'm like the age like I remember my dad was when I was like a boy. Like my dad wasn't going to like fast food places. Like, am I going to be going to fast food places? Like, I got to stop this at some point. Right, I got to put an end to this. <laughs> but I don't know if I ever can. It's a different world now. I'm going to say it is. It and is. Where are you with like In and Out? Because people are religious about In and Out. I like it, but I do. I like. I do think it's really, really, really good. I'm not religious with it though, and I could like if people want to turn on it. I'm like okay with people turning on it a little bit, but. Like, I think, like, I do think Shake Shack is better. Like, I think there are better burger places. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, but it's like a D, like, the, it's so cheap or whatever. And that is, like, a plus side. But then I'm like, I don't know. Like, if it's, like, a few, like, two or three bucks more and I get, like, a burger I like more, then I'm I'm fine with that. Right. I've only yeah. had Shake Shack once. And I made the mistake of ordering the beer-battered onions on it. Oh, Have man. Have you had that? No, but I feel like you did make I think it was, was a mistake. mistake. I, yeah. I I read something on Yelp that recommended it. So I'm like, I'm going to go for that. And then as soon as I took a bite, I was like, I would so much prefer this without these onions that are strangling the taste of this burger. <laughs> um, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay, this is where people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me, or is it everyone? Man, this is like my cons, just always in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Albritton says, I flip through magazines from back to front. Sometimes, but not always. I I will do do that. I I do it. I definitely do it. Always? Not always, but but I'd say a lot. Like, I I weirdly work backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know why that is. Also, I think it's... Where is it? In China? They, They... don't they basically they read from back to front, right? Oh, is that how it is in China? I think so. In Israel or, some- or in Hebrew, it's right to left. Okay. In Japan, they definitely do. Okay. okay. Maybe it was Japan. I was thinking of yeah. Oh, probably so, China too. Yeah. Why so not? there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, so you're not alone. I recently was reading a magazine. And then I got about halfway through and then I thought, eh, and then I flipped to the back because sometimes there's fun stuff in the back because mm-hmm. now it's like they know that people are reading from the back to the front. So they'll yeah. put their interviews or their puzzles or whatever back there. Maybe that's just the way you're supposed to do it. Maybe it's supposed to be back to front if everyone kind of like they, just does it that way. You know They what should I mean? just put the table of contents right on the last page. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> do you read the last page of a book? No, I won't do that. That's do, you, do you sometimes do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not before I've read the book, but I will get to a point where I'm like, well, I just got to see how it ends. Or Mm. or it's like, it's not like I have to see how it ends. I have to read the last couple lines so that then I can be like, oh, what does that 
so that then I can experience it sort of coming together and I'm like, oh, now I get what that is. Yeah. I, I, I am like a big anti-spoiler, mm. anti-spoiler guy. I don't like spoilers. Almost to like an annoying degree where I'm like. That's okay. Even if it's like an old movie, I'm like, don't spoil it or whatever. <laughs> or if it's like a, like a, like a history doc. Right. I'm like, don't tell me what happens. <laughs> like, I don't want to know. Um, and then there's some stuff that I'm weirdly okay with. Like, if I don't care too much about it, I'm like, tell me everything mm-hmm. and I won't care at all. But yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty okay with spoilers. I can still enjoy something if it's been spoiled for me, but I yeah. think I'm in the minority. Would you want, like, it's funny because I'll, like, like, say, like, the new Star Wars or something. Like, I'll spoil it, like, enough where I, like, know some stuff. And then, like, watching the movie, I can be like, oh, is this what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, I can kind of put a lot of it together. But I wouldn't want them to, like, straight up be like, Darth Vader's Luke's dad or what. I mean, this that's right. my example. Like, I wouldn't want, like, that big spoiler be told to me. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. A lot of things I've seen were spoiled. I still enjoyed them. But maybe I would have enjoyed them more if yeah. not. I recently like re like I I read like the because I had saw, I saw it when I was younger the the and now the new ones coming mm-hmm. out and then I like just recently read like the Wikipedia for the I did plot too. of the book you did too that's the thing that I read where I was like mm-hmm. why did I do that to myself yeah and now I'm like I'm gonna go into that movie and be like oh yeah I kind of know everything that's gonna happen yeah but also I because like there's that weird orgy with all the kids. And that was kind of why I was reading up on it because I think. That's oh, maybe so I didn't weird. read it because I didn't encounter that. They have like a weird orgy, and it's so insane. They're, because they're like you know like eleven or twelve, right? And then all the kids have like sex in the sewer. Oh, I did not know this. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I maybe am, I just skimmed. I, I'm going to say that I am like a thousand percent positive they won't put it in the movie. Right. So you read the book. Yeah, I was. I read the summary of the book. Okay, and they mention it because it's such a weird. Well, now I know thing. I'm going to be going to Google that later, yeah. even though I shouldn't be. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. I no, no, it's okay. It's okay. There's something that just ratchets up the horror. I don't yeah. horror movies. I scare really easily, so I don't watch them. But the combination mm-hmm. of sinister and then like weird sexuality at a young age, like all of yeah. that, is just even scarier. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and like they do it as like a thing of good almost like to bond them. Mm. So it's like not even like whose idea is it? I've, Just theirs? Yeah. This yeah. is the one Losers of, Club? One, the Losers Club. Yeah. A member of the Losers Club. I think the girl offers it up. Mm, that hussy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alpha Cancer says, I check my pet's horoscopes as often as I check my own. Ooh. No, but I like that idea. I like that too. I, I, like I don't know the exact date my cats were born mm-hmm. and i think i just but said personality like, wise do you have a sense <laughs> <laughs> personality wise dev- they're actually they're brother and sister and they're so different from each other but like i think i said like april sometime in april mm. yeah. i feel like that's i think that's aries but i'm not sure yeah uh demian cordova says if i'm driving and feeling sleepy eating sunflower seeds wakes me up oh interesting that's a good that's a good thing to know um I've never done that. I instead will like roll the window down, roll it up, mm-hmm. roll it down, roll it up, get really cold, get really hot, turn the radio on. Like I do all these. Well, it's been a long time since I've been really tired and driving, but I yeah. used to do it all the time. Yeah, me so too. I would come up with all these College different things. College and stuff. Yes. Yes. I would like always, I'd have like one hour of sleep. And it was a six hour, six, six hour drive from Boston to Ithaca. And it would be like, it, like air condition, like rolling down the window, especially when it's cold. Right. Just like wake you up. But 
Never heat though for me. If I if I like the heat, if I turn the heat on, I would just like fall asleep immediately. Yeah, fly yeah, off no, the road. I, I actually, despite what I said, I don't think that I would crank the heat to keep me up. I think I would mm-hmm. get so cold that I would then yeah. like. It's sort of like I'm gonna hit my head against the wall. Okay, I'm gonna stop to feel the relief and then do it again. Also, I was smoking. Yes, to keep me up. That too. can be helpful. I like. Uh, I think nicotine helps, but uh, yeah. but I but I'm also like like you should just just pull over and, and sleep i always i always feel like yeah. any time that i would do that I, at the end of the night i would get home and then i would then i wouldn't like fall asleep right away right i would then be like i did it and i'd be up for like another <laughs> like four hours yeah. or something yeah yeah that's it's it's weird to regret something like that but i do have a lot of regret about that kind of thing because i look mm-hmm. back and i'm like i was that was so foolish to be driving when i was that tired yeah i mean that was just I'm lucky. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, me too. When I think of that and I'm like, well, if I ever have a kid, like I can yes. make sure they don't do the yeah. things I did. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I'll, I mean, I was like in my early twenties when I did that all the time. Yeah. So, um, don't yeah. do it folks. Don't do it. It's not fair to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair to, or to us. Right. Um, Isaac Sorrell says, I wonder if male people have ever found their own mail when sorting or delivering. I've never thought that, but I bet they have. That's interesting. I mean, presumably they would live close to the post office where they work. And what do they do? Do they put it to the side and say, I'm going to take this home? Or do they say, hey, I'm going to get this delivered right to my house. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's tricky. It's a good question. I bet someone will write in and tell us, though. Um, it's more just like a thinker. It's just like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying I bet someone will write in and be like, I'm a mail, I'm a, a postal worker and mm-hmm. I have found my own mail. Let's see. Noah says, no matter how hard I try, I can never spell definitely correctly on the first attempt. I have that with the word necessary and unnecessary. I never know how many N's and C's mm. and R's are in there. Yeah. I have that with a word too and I'm trying to think of what the word. Oh, uh, apparent. I always mm. get apparent wrong. Cause Is it ENT or ANT? My my, I think my question, my issue is whether it's if it's two P's, right? I think like it is two P's. A parent, or is it two R? Like I like a it's two I P's think, one I, R. Yeah, two, two P's one R. Yeah. I believe. Yep. Sometimes I get them wrong when I'm thinking about a, it, though. A, no, apparent. Yes. No, also, a, I always independent or in. I always want to put an A at the end of. I always want the dent part of independent. Mm-hmm. I always think should be an A. Because, oh, yeah. but it's an E. Yeah, I think yes. Hey, anyway, got phones now to. I know out. we really do. And lastly, Sunlit Cactus says, "Feel skeptical when someone has a detailed autobiography. I literally remember nothing from entire years of my life." When you put it that way, yeah, I think that people must be sort of historically fictionalizing conversations and things like that yeah when they when they are making things like seem very um vibrant i think sometimes you just give in because it's like with a comedian or something it's like oh the story is like meant to entertain yeah and it's the same thing but i i like have gotten to the point where i'm 34 now and i'm like i don't remember like i don't remember high school i remember like snips and pieces of it or whatever and i like don't almost barely remember anything in college <laughs> like like i'm like and, and now i guess i'm working on like my 20s i'm like what like when i was saying when i was like <laughs> right. what happened there's so much stuff that i don't remember so i definitely can't remember like 
a specific day. I know that there are there, but there are some weirdos out there who can remember like specific days of their right. lives. There's like a Mary Lou Henner. Yeah, there's like she a, has that thing where yes. she can remember like every single day. That seems like a curse thing though, too. Like, would yeah. I want that to remember? Like, be able to remember every single thing right do you have this this is it just me or everyone and it's going to be frustratingly frustratingly vague mm-hmm. all of a sudden you remember something and then you're like wait did that that's so weird did that really happen oh yeah okay. i think i have that yeah, yeah. like was was i like dream yeah but it i feels think in the between things dream that, world yeah the things that suddenly pop into your head that you remember that seem weird i think well like again i'm just speaking around stuff but i mentioned something in therapy and then i'm like well wait now i'm not sure that happened my therapist is like it happened <laughs> I'm like well okay then so now i'm just inclined to think everything <laughs> it must have been rem- benefit of the, the therapist in some way but I was <laughs> like, it happened well it was just like a weird memory yeah um nothing nothing disturbing or anything it was just like a weird memory from childhood that I was, suddenly i'm like wait that sounds so weird did that happen and she for whatever reason felt like yes you're I, remembering correctly i always give my sister a hard time because i and I say that she's like remembering her story, her side of the story. Like she, she does that. So, but, but I also have a terrible memory, so I can't even really tell, you know what I mean? Like who am I to yell at her when I can't remember anything? Right. Uh, I have a question for you. Do you have ASMR? Oh, um, no, I don't. But do you know Nikki Glaser? Yeah. She's the one who introduced me to that on the Mm -hmm. podcast. Um, that's what that is, right? The oral, oral, oral yeah, like, something yeah, where yeah. like the sound, like gentle sounds soothe you mm-hmm. um, or give you like a feeling of like tingly, like a tingly yeah, feeling. No, I don't have that. Although after learning about it, I did watch some videos of people playing with sand and slime and that I found kind of <laughs> exhilarating watching it. Yeah. Do you have it? I do have it. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so like what, um, t- what kind of things make you feel tingly? Like, I feel like just like kind of like us, like certain voices or something like it would happen like a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, like, I don't know if I'm like comfortable and like, then like someone is talking like a certain tone or something like that. It just will, it will just happen. And you feel, it makes you feel relaxed. If it makes you feel great. Like, like you're stuck in like a weird little like z- trance zone. That right. Feels great. Yeah. Do you watch videos on YouTube? I don't ever do that. Cause there's though. a whole bunch of ASMR stuff. I think, I, I think some probably like a lot of people have it more than I do. And like, like, but it seems like the main ASMR thing is like someone talking and like you can almost hear like spit sloshing around, like, <laughs> like things that most people would think are, are gross. It's like, oh, I'm so into that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, I, I think like, like quiet talking like that or yeah. something. It's like what gets me a lot of the time. Yeah. I would like to apologize for making those gross sounds into the mic. I know. Hey, you just said someone's ASMR off. Someone maybe liked it. I yeah. know. Well, but then when you said that it was more soft tones, it occurred to me that maybe what I was, those sounds aren't pleasurable to anyone. <laughs> no, there's, we'll find out. out. Yeah, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. Someone, someone liked it. It was so nice having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was great talking. Jeff, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Mitch, mm-hmm. uh, tell them where to find you, plug your everything, etc. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, B Day Boys Mitch. And then uh, Doughboy, I think it's for Doughboys, I think it's Doughboys Pod or Doughboys Podcast. If you, if you search, I think it, it's Doughboys it. Pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doughboys Pod. Yeah. And then I think our email is Doughboys Podcast at Gmail. 
And uh, yeah, and we're we're on Feral Audio and and on iTunes, and you can check out the podcast Doughboys Pod. And Love comes back in February or something, a long time from now. But check out Love and uh, Birthday Boys or something on Netflix. Awesome! And follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen, and follow me on Instagram because my number is it won't move no matter what, and uh, it's how I base my sense of self. So please help me out. I'm at Allison Rosen on Instagram, and thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time. 